Hello, and welcome back to Megan's Old Office. My name is Keith Holmes, and I'm the Director of Missions and Small Groups here at Dundee Presbyterian Church. And this month of June, uh, when we're doing this originally, uh, we are doing a series on servanthood, uh, a biblical perspective. And so if you're used to a Bible study, not to worry, get your Bibles ready, because we will be looking at Philippians 2 this morning. And with me is our guest today, and that is Gwen Gunnerman. Did I get that right? You did. Oh, how about that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? First try from Open Door Mission. Welcome, Gwen. Thank you very much. And how are you today? I'm wonderful. Oh, good. Good to hear. Are you in, enduring this, the humidity? Yeah, if, if you're, don't worry if you're not listening to this in June, the humidity has kicked up all of a sudden and, and it went from this pleasant sort of week that we had last week into a hot and humid weekend this past weekend. And now it's like, oh, yuck. So, but you're enduring it well, you're surviving, all the uh, getting ready for summer. We are. We're oh, doing well. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we're going to be talking, like I say, about servanthood, about about that. And uh, just want to real quick mention to everyone, this is, uh, we're along we're along the way here on our, on our series. We've got one or two more, and then we'll be taking a break for the months of July and August. However, we may be dropping some, uh, some, podcasts that we create while we're over in Albania because we're taking a mission trip over there. A short-term mission trip is headed to Albania here in the month of June. So look to those. Look, Keep your eye out on the website. Keep your eye out on our Facebook page and other places where you can get our podcast. So let's get right into it here, Gwen. I am excited to, to have you along with us for the ride. Now, you are I know all I you know what all I know is you work at Open Door Mission. This is this is, I just have strangers in on this podcast <laughs> apparently. I'm like come on in and talk about it. So what do you do? Tell us a little bit about Open Door and you and your part of it. Sure, thank you. I am our donor relations manager. So what that means is I get like the best job in the world. I uh, get to work with our uh, community partners who partner and give us their time mm -hmm. and their energy and their financial resources that they feel a call to help those in our uh, community experiencing poverty and homelessness. You, you, you said you have the best job. Now, <laughs> I have the best job. But, and I'm sure our listeners are saying, no, but I have the best job. But it does sound like a pretty great job. So then you come out, and, and you and I have met on occasion because of that, because of your position uh, here when we do our mission fair and stuff like that. But uh, now you don't just partner with us, you partner with other other groups. What other kind of churches and groups do you usually partner with? I mean, or I know I know it's a long list, but pick the top, pick a top two or three and tell us, who else do you work with? You know, we work with many churches. We mm -hmm. also work with organizations. We also have businesses, businesses that come okay. uh, to our campus, all mm -hmm. uh, always mission-minded people, okay. people who want to make a difference. So it's not just churches that you work with. No. It's just, there, are, there are other organizations out there that come in and, and do that. Okay. Because, you know, if a lot of the times you think, oh, it's a mission. Oh, it's just, you know, it's for the homeless. It's, you know, churches, you know, give that. And but but one of the most one of the most amazing things I still remember when we were down there was the amount of food you get and it looks like now is that, is that at a discount or do do organizations like Conagra I guess they're if they're still around or or Beatrice do they actually donate the food or do they give you a discount 
Over 90% of the food that we share mm-hmm. is donated. That's and amazing. so it can be a church that has leftover food after mm-hmm. an event. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also work with some food distributors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and there's different other organizations. We work with many other nonprofits in our community. Right, right. And some of them like gather food at the end of the day. And they'll take it to the places where they know people uh, need food. There's food insecurity. Right. Or we're also serving with 900 beds and serving 4,700 meals every day, we have huge need. Oh my gosh, (laughs) 4,700 meals. That's like breakfast for me. No, I, I, but that is, that is enormous. And like I said, you, when, when you, when we were walking through a space and you see just pallet load after pallet load of donated foodstuffs, Mm -hmm. it was it was awe-inspiring. That, mm-hmm. that, and so you guys, and I mean, you've got Lydia House as part of this, which is for, for women of abuse, is that? It, it's for women and families. Okay. So over 50% of our guests there have experienced domestic abuse. Okay, so so there is that. So this is a place that we, and, and we've partnered with, and one of the things that we did was, you know, we created bags that had a bottle of waters, mm-hmm. uh, like a granola bar, and and a card because one of the things that you guys do is offer rides for the homeless and you can instead of giving money to the panhandlers you can actually hand them a card and give them the help that they need and 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 it's not just an obed overnight you have a program that you do is that correct absolutely our goal is always that people join our new life program because they're they're going to get the tools and the resources they need to lead healthy lives right and so that, therefore, you give them opportunity. It's just, like I said, <laughs> I, I love Open Door, and I love partnering with you guys, and I love having you here on the podcast. Thanks so much. Now we're going to kind of go away from what what it is to, to what Open Door is to more real personal how you were involved, how you got involved, and things like that. But because this is a, a biblical look at servanthood, I've picked out for us today the letter to the Philippians from Paul. It's Philippians 2, 1 through 8. Um, and it's about being a servant. And so, uh, listener, if you happen to have the opportunity and want to open your Bible and read along, I'm reading from the uh, NRSV, and it, this is Philippians 2, 1 through 8. If then there is any comfort in Christ, any consolation from love, any partnership in the Spirit, any tender affection and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or empty conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, assuming human likeness, and being found in appearance as a human. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death Mm -hmm. on a cross. Mm -hmm. Boy, this is the word of God. Uh, this just this whole image of thinking of others better than yourself and the mm-hmm. fact that you know we have such a great role model in Jesus mm-hmm. and and so you know I felt like boy this was really pertinent to today's discussion because you're serving 
some of the some of the outcasts of society, some of the as you would the old saying goes, the lowest of the low in our society. So I just. You know, when when I look at this, I think, okay, here's a group of an organization, and you yourself that are serving others that that and you can, can that you could consider greater than yourself, and you're not doing it out of selfish ambition. I don't think, are you? Absolutely <laughs> you're, you're not. not. You're not going to get rich doing this, would be my guess. So, so tell me a little bit about um, now. You you are uh, obviously you work with the givers and with the with the donors and the and the sponsors and everything like that. But how did you get here? How did you tell us a little bit about the Glenn Gunnerman story? Um, how did you get to uh, to Dundee to uh, Open Door and uh, how you know what affected you or what what path did you take to get here? Absolutely. So I. Uh, about 14 years ago, um, had some life-defining moments that mm-hmm. changed the trajectory. I had uh, been a mother and uh, been a wife, and I um, went through a divorce. Mm-hmm. And so at the time, we had had a successful business, but I knew it was time for me to do something different. Mm-hmm. And I'd always had that heart through volunteering and everything that I wanted to serve people. Mm-hmm. And so I uh, went back to school and finished a business degree, I uh, really worked on healing myself, Mm -hmm. Uh, worked, and I felt like my call was to serve people who had gone through some abandonment or maybe felt rejected at their times or or struggled, uh, and so how do we affirm ourselves in that identity that Christ truly wants us to have. Mm -hmm. So I had worked with an international nonprofit for about five years, and uh, we were based in India. We were uh, sponsoring children. We were doing work-study programs for women to have a chance to support their families, Mm -hmm. and we were also uh, planting some churches in India. Uh, So just, and then I transitioned. I knew I needed more direct one-on-one interaction because that was based in Denver, Colorado. So my staff, I had no direct. And so then I went, okay, well, I support Open Door Mission. Uh, Let me find out more about them because I really had never visited the campus. And then I was just shocked at the magnitude of the program. Now, how long ago was that when you actually went started visiting and contemplating this? You said about 17 years ago, you went through the life change. Then you worked for how long with the India group, did you say? So about 14 years ago, I started my divorce, finished my graduate, graduated, yeah. uh, worked with India for five years. Five. I've been uh, at Open Door Mission about three and a half years okay. now. All right. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, so sometimes we just change. I felt just a call where I could relate to people and who were struggling, who needed uh, needed hope. Mm-hmm. And leaving Colorado for Omaha was seemed like the right thing to do for some reason, too. Well, you know? I, mean, I actually worked remotely. Oh. So I worked here in Nebraska. Oh, And that's okay. why I, I had no direct people I was working oh. with. And so, uh, because my grandkids and my daughters mm-hmm. are very, very important to me. Right, right. And, and so I said that I would not move to Colorado. There you go. So they I've always... 
been here in Nebraska. Oh, okay, because why you would leave Colorado for <laughs> Omaha, I'm not sure. But that that's just for scenery and weather, I think, for me. But <laughs> but uh, so okay, so you were remote. I could see where you would be sort of disconnected through that, even though serving, mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. you're serving the Lord through that. You're working with India, you're planning churches, you're doing that. But yeah, no real contact. Did you ever get to go to India while you were doing that? I have. I had gone one other time mm-hmm. uh, on a trip there as a mission trip. Oh, and wow. then I had gone during while I worked for them also. <sighs> so very humbling experience. Isn't you know, you are serving um, people who are really... Uh, you know, they have a lot of joy, mm-hmm. but they do not have um, the provisions, anything like what we have. So, but yet they still have joy. Well, so what is it? I mean, I guess the question is, they have joy, but do mm-hmm. they have hope? Did you see a lot of hopelessness while you were there? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, many of their faith isn't based on uh, a kind, loving God who mm-hmm. uh, sacrificed himself on a cross. Right. Uh, so we have that hope. And so people's lives would light up when they heard about Jesus and how he loved them and how he, uh, and we would go do uh, eyeglass clinics. Uh-huh. And many of these people had never seen clearly before. So you would put a pair of glasses on their eyes and it was, you could see like their faces light up like, wow, I can see clearly now, and who are these people who care about me enough to come to me, and what are they all about? Kind of like open door, you're meeting the physical needs Mm -hmm. first, and then people see and have that hope. Oh my gosh, that, see, and that is... You know, I know. I know we're not supposed to do it by from from selfish ambition or empty conceit, as as the as the verse is said today. But that's my ambition. I just love mm-hmm. seeing people's faces light up. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I worked with the kids, and 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 you could see that they were understanding their mm-hmm. need for Jesus and who Jesus was, and their faces would light up. And and adults the same way in small groups as you're connecting with them and you're you know and whatnot. So then for but but for open door now in your in your current position, I mean, you talk about hopeless. I mean, I understand India is probably far more. There's a sense of hopelessness there. But what are the folks like that come through the door at open door? What what's a typical person that might walk in? And how would you define? How would you explain to us? what the process they go through spiritually and mm-hmm. mentally if mm-hmm. and physically obviously they're they're mm-hmm. like we you just mentioned their physical needs are met but spiritually what's the, what's some of the things you see mm-hmm. as part of working at open door or mm-hmm. what you've heard Mm-hmm. Well, I get to teach a class at Lydia House. Uh-oh. So I get to teach a class every week. So I get to work directly with our guests. Oh my gosh. And so, and I also am always available if there's ever anything. One, our highest priority is always serving. Mm-hmm. So anytime there's a need, we are, that is our number one job, especially during COVID. We yeah. were over uh, as tutors and working with our children uh, every single day. So whatever the need is, that always takes precedence over anything else with the job. And I Even love paperwork? that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> paperwork will wait, but people won't. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. And, and 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 having a group of, and having a boss, a set of bosses that understand that, because they're probably standing right next to oh. you in the line or serving someone when mm-hmm. that need comes along. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that's so cool. So then 
you know, as we talked about, as we, we, you know, we talked a little bit about what you did before and how, and how you did that. When did you sense God was calling you into, not just, I guess, not just Open Door, but even into the group with India that you worked for with India? So when did you sense that? Was it before the divorce, you were saying? Mm-hmm. Talk a little more about that. Mm-hmm. So I uh, grew up a Christian all my life. Okay. Uh, and I felt that call very early on. Uh, I remember one time when a missionary came mm-hmm. and they brought their the metal banks that we used to get, oh, that yeah. we used to save our change in. Mm-hmm. And I just went, wow, I want to be a missionary. And so sometimes in our lives, that's by being there for our family mm-hmm. or being there for the people around us. Absolutely. And then, you know, when I was in high school and everything, I knew that whatever I did, mm-hmm. that I would have that mission. Right. Uh, my personal mission statement is I do my best to share Jesus' love, hope, and encouragement. And so I can judge the way I'm spending my time and my energy and my money. Is it line up with that mission statement for me personally? That's amazing. That is so cool. So then you, so as a kid growing up, you meet this missionary, you're having a great time. And then, and then life kind of goes into this, now we're going to get married and be a mom. And Mm -hmm. so as a mom, did you do volunteer work at your church? Tell us a little bit about that time of, of being a servant, being a missionary, but also being what, a, a regular person. I don't know what the right word there is. You know, it's like, but tell us, yeah, how did you serve God through that time as a mom? Mm-hmm. Well, and it probably went way back because I was always that kid that was out like mowing all my neighbors' yards for the elderly people. I mm-hmm. just loved to serve people, right, right. And so it started back then. But as a mom, um, it had actually started when I was like in junior high. I was a Sunday school superintendent Ooh. at the small church. Yeah. So I, you know, I always looked for those opportunities to serve other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a mom, definitely, I uh, was on staff at different times at mm-hmm. my church. Okay. Uh, with the children's ministry because I have a huge heart and want them to know who Jesus is. I want to invest in that next generation. And I do that through grandparenting and teaching some grandparenting classes. And, um, but I really feel like that's who I'm devoted to, but yeah, I was on staff. I volunteered lots of hours. I, uh, have always had a heart, uh, for the hope that I wanted my family to know, uh, through Jesus. So, so, and, and I bring that up only because I want people to know if you're listening, you can serve. Don't mm-hmm. don't buy into the lie. No, I have mm-hmm. to be. I have you know. I have to. I'm stuck at home, or mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm not. I can't be effective because mm-hmm. I'm here being the domestic you know mm-hmm. prince or princess mm-hmm. that I am. Um, you really are able to get out there and help and affect people. Gwen, as you sit across from me, I know that to be the case because I know you and, and know that that would, that would never stop you. <laughs> you. You aren't going to be stopped by something like mm-hmm. that. So then as you, you know, as you heard, as you felt this as a, from youth, you're, you're, you're moving into this, you know, your life changes then into shifts into motherhood and, and serving that way. Then of course the big life change, all of a sudden the divorce, and now you're left, not left, but you find yourself now, okay, 
oh, brand new, you know, wide mm-hmm. open. You go to school, you get your you get your degree, you move into. I still love that story of the India Group. What was the name of the organization? I worked with India Transformed. India Transformed. Yes. So you're there, you're you're witnessing it, you're seeing it, and then you get a calling to 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 be, I guess, more hands-on at Open Door because obviously you're now you're, you're teaching classes, you're doing things. And so as you work in the ministry, as you're doing things in the ministry, are there any particular stories you want to share with us that affected you and really kind of, you know, I often say proved that God's mm-hmm. grace was upon you. You, know, you knew mm-hmm. you were in the right place at the right time. So tell us a little, if you have anything for us, tell mm-hmm. us a little story or two. Well, I always say every day at Open Door Mission, I go to work uh-huh. and I know that I will see a miracle. So literally every day I try to reflect on what was today's miracle mm-hmm. that I got to see, that I got to be a part of. But uh, I love empowering our women. And uh, there was, so I teach a, a group of women and we were doing some things on some leadership. And uh, we ask everyone to give one word that would describe where they're at right now. And one of the women said, I'm trash. And uh, so what it did was it gave us an opportunity to gather around her, to pray for her, and each one of us, we just paused and we each wrote her a note of encouragement. The things that we saw as her strengths and the hope that she can have that show, you know, reinforcing God's faithfulness and that we've we've been there and we could. And uh, so the same lady then was... Uh, uh, about a month later, uh, walking up the stairs to Lydia House, and um, she had just had a baby the day before mm-hmm. and had a C-section oh and gosh. got sent home from the hospital um, and so had felt like trash. Mm-hmm. And um, one of her friends who had gathered around her was carrying the baby, and together this group that had felt so broken, so hopeless and everything, you saw how God was transforming their lives, and they were leaders together shuffling up those steps of Lydia House. And, um, yeah, it just brings you to tears. Oh, my gosh, I am kind of tearing up over that. Yeah. That's amazing. So it's in moments like that, folks, that, that, that I personally live for, things like that that mm-hmm. happen. I don't, I, I, that's substantial. That's a beautiful mm-hmm. scene of God's grace being, mm-hmm. being in, infused into a life, into a, into a life of this woman who, who, who considered herself trash. That's amazing to mm-hmm. me. Um, any other stories that you, you know, of lives transformed? I, I, I want to give you the opportunity to, to, to tell us, you know, show us, tell us what else is going on because I want, I want our listeners to really understand Guys, I want you to understand that we are God's hands and feet. Mm-hmm. This is He has mm-hmm. chosen these imperfect vessels mm-hmm. to be His hands and feet. Because mm-hmm. you're not perfect. As no. amazing <laughs> as you are, I know you're not. Because I'm mm-hmm. not. And and Jonathan, our, our uh, producer and, and sound guy, he's not perfect. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, of all the people that aren't perfect, I know I am chief among them, mm-hmm. right? And so, so when when we see again, kind of going back to the Philippians, being of one mind, being of, uh, uh, you know, it doesn't mean that we all have to think alike, we have to act alike, we have mm-hmm. to, to, you know, there are there are certainly differences in everything we 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 do, but to be of a, in the mind of Christ, to be like the mind of Christ, as it says in 5, let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Mm. You know, it just, 
we have the opportunity to do these things. And I think it's, you're, you're such a wonderful example of this in, in, in sharing this with us, that, that we get to do and get to see mm-hmm. uh, and, and tr- lives transformed like that. Mm-hmm. And it isn't because you just decided that you were going to be this amazing person that, that, that does this, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you have your life experiences that brought you to it. Mm-hmm. And, and I want, again, I just want to remind everyone, we all have different experiences, mm-hmm. but we can all have the mind of Christ in us. So yeah, so interestingly, uh, you know, you talk about those transformational moments and, 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 and whatnot. It, w- the people around you, 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 you know, I, I, I kind of, I was fascinated by the fact of that you were working in Omaha with a group in Colorado that served India. <laughs> and you talk about being, you know, far away from mm-hmm. it. So, so having, having changed over the people around you now at, that you serve with, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about some of the personalities, some of the people that you work with and in, are they all of a like mind or do you see, you know, and I don't mean to, you know, mm-hmm. don't, don't, no gossiping, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen, we're not mm-hmm. going to try and gossip here <laughs> or anything like that. But I want, I kind of want to see, you know, can you give us a glimpse of the mind of Open Door mm-hmm. Mission and the people that work there a little bit? Sure. And I think it always starts with leadership. Mm-hmm. And so uh, a couple weeks ago, I was out on the streets of Omaha with Candace, our mm-hmm. CEO. Candace mm-hmm. has been there 28 years, ah. has an incredible incredible heart uh, for people. Um, she would, we were t- going through fields to look for people experiencing homelessness oh uh, to help them with outreach supplies. We were driving up and down the streets, going to some places where we know some homeless people live. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she always has that. I mean, her heart is to search for those people. And so I think no that kidding. anytime when you have a leader, that that's what their heart is, you naturally follow. Right. And when we've done some uh, surveys of our staff, uh, 100% felt called to be there. It wasn't just a job. It was a calling. Right. And so when you get to work with people like that, mm. you know, everything we do before we um, meet with anyone, before we do anything, we pray over every single person mm. before we ever talk to any person. That's our team rule is you got to pause and pray for this person because we know that they're having challenges. Uh, but like you said, you know, people have opportunities to serve from home, right. you know, writing words of encouragement for our guests oh. can meet it's life-changing they'll they'll tape them on their bed oh they will t- you know that little gift mm-hmm. you know many of them don't have a true picture of the love of Jesus right and so when they we can show them how kind and how gentle Jesus is and how he will leave for that one lost person right. he will leave those other 99 yep. it's incredible you know they feel valued to know so our team is just incredible that way and we especially saw it like the challenge of COVID we had no volunteers that's and true. so yeah. we you know went from 15,000 volunteers in a year to zero oh. so so our staff was frontline. How can we serve these people? Oh so, you know, it's an incredible place, but there are so many things. You know, we need prayer warriors. Yes. You know, that's the basis of everything we do. We Amen. need people praying because people don't come to Open Door Mission. Um, that is not a destination that you ever think that you will be. Right. Um, but how do we treat those people with dignity and respect and meet their basic needs, but also say, we're here to pray for you. We'll pause what we're doing. We will love you. 
So, you know, people can do it in person there, but behind the scenes, you know, we have a whole list of ways people can be involved from their home if they can't get to open door mission. And those things all make possible what we're able to do. That's amazing. See, this is what I'm talking about, folks. We can be servants mm-hmm. and, and be homebound. We can be servants and be out on the streets. We can be we, we can always be servants. We can mm-hmm. always serve the kingdom of God. And 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 I love open door for the example that you guys set. And for you personally, I think the you know, we've talked a lot about open door, but I mean, Gwen, you you are a servant. You are a you've got a godly servant heart and a mind like Christ. I just love talking to you. I love working with you <laughs> when we get to do these kinds of things. And I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast with me and sharing your story with us because it has been wonderful. So again, listener, thank you so much for joining us for this time at Megan's old office. We will be back next week finishing up our series on servanthood, biblical servanthood. And again, just want to remind everyone, we're going to take a little time off in July and August. We'll be back in the fall. It'll be a a, a new series, and we've got a lot of things planned for us uh, here at Megan's old office and at Dundee. So stay tuned. Keep your eye out um, on all your favorite podcast sites on the website, dpcomaha.org, and get out there and serve and check out Open Door Mission, uh, opendoormission.org. Yes. There it is, opendoormission.org. Thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you, Jonathan, for helping me out here today, and we will see you next time. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Megan's Old Office, brought to you by Dundee Presbyterian Church. Please like, subscribe, and share so you and your friends can keep up with us every time we post. You can learn more about us and our church at dpcomaha.org. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash dpcomaha or on Instagram at Megan's Old Office. You can contact us through email at megansoldoffice at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening today. We truly appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.